Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Delusional land here if you think the Patriots are going to get back into it. Joining. Boston, for Boston. <laughs> oh, there's our cue. Mutt sings this song like on a regular basis. Boston, <laughs> Thank you, Mutt. Uh, joining us live right now on the Harbor One Hotline is the football coach over at Boston College. That song you hear under the background with Mutt, it's Jeff Halfley. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good, guys. I appreciate the song, man. You got about a, the biggest smile I've had on my face all day. I'm, I'm kind of exhausted. You guys just got me fired up. Really? <laughs> really? After the recruiting to that guy trail already? The what are you doing? Like yeah, I know. I, I love it. Uh, the song got me going. I need to I need to hear you guys sing that more often. Wow. So, so uh, a year ago today, uh, this is when College Game Day announced that you were leaving Ohio State and coming to Boston College. So when you think back in that day, and you've had a lot of success here in year one, there are a lot of people that really like what you have done so far for this program, especially when you're dealing with everything we've dealt with with the pandemic and everything else. As you look back, how do you look at this experience? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I had to be reminded this morning. It kind of, I felt like I'd been here for 10 years already. I mean, with everything that we've had to deal with. So just looking back, I mean, from that day, yeah, it, it went by pretty quickly. But at the same time, everything that we've had to face, um, just grateful, I guess. When, when we didn't think we'd play football and we're told maybe we'd play one game to you know, now having 11 games under my belt, I feel like I have a little, a little experience. I feel like I'm a much, much better head coach than when I started. And, you know, just grateful for the opportunity. Still, I'm fired up to be here. I think, I think we can do really good here, and I'm actually really excited, probably even more than when I took the job. So, okay, so you're 6-5, and five, lots of challenges, crazy set of circumstances. You're bowl eligible, and the team decides to opt out of bowl consideration. Why? Well, you know, I, I got a good beat for this team. I think that's my job. And I got to understand how my players feel. And even going into our last game, I just could tell. The guys were worn down. I mean, really haven't left their rooms. Uh, when we travel, they're kind of in their rooms. Food's given to them. It's, it's not what it should be, guys. And, you know, I just I saw them that week of practice and as we were training in the weight room, and it just felt a little off. And I called the leadership council together, just a group of guys on the team from each position, and I just started to talk to them. And I think, you know, they were afraid to tell me, the head coach, no, coach, we don't want to play in a bowl game. But as I listened and started to read between the lines, I just – I didn't feel the same energy and the same juice. Guys are tired. Guys are worn out. Guys haven't seen their moms or dads or brothers or sisters since June 28th. And I mean it, like literally, when we go on trips, they're not even allowed to go hug them. And what, what's a bowl game without a week of hanging out with each other? We're going to go down to Florida and for a day – uh, be locked in our room and not even be allowed to eat dinner together and then go play a game, miss Christmas with their families. So I just kept calling them in and talking to them because I kind of knew where they wanted to be. And I said, guys, don't look at me as the head coach right now. Like, tell me what this team feels and wants because I get it. I totally do. And eventually I got it out of them. And I <laughs> well, agree with them. Was, and it was a hard was decision that a, to put the right one. 
Was that a a tough decision based on the fact that bowl games mean money for the university? And was there any maybe pushback from the athletic director maybe trying to force you to play in this game and to convince the kids that this is good for them? No, truthfully, uh, the AD, Pat Kraft, he came in with me to the last meeting because I called him in again, and he gave his vibe and his feel, and he was in their corner, and he was in my corner, and it was awesome. And I never asked about the money. I never got called about the money. But what these kids did to play in 11 games, I mean, shoot, they got, we got the TV contract. We got through everything. We got through more games than anybody. So, I mean, these kids deserve to go home. That's their reward. Let them go home and be with their families and just decompress a little bit. But never, no one ever said anything. Hmm. So I was laughing when you said, like, you know, don't talk to me as a coach right now. And I'm thinking some 19-year-old is like, I will never tell my coach I don't want to play. I don't care how friendly I am with you. I don't want you to think that about me. But when you finally made the decision, um, what was the reaction of your players? At that point, did you realize you made the right one? Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. So we actually we had a practice with the young guys. We went at it really hard, and I brought the young I brought all the older guys out, and we kind of kind of put the ball on the goal line, finished practice with the with like a fourth and one play, and brought them all in the middle. And I grabbed one of the leaders. I said, "Hey guys, I got a pretty good pulse from the team. I feel like I always have, uh, and we've been talking a lot. And Max Richardson Max Richardson wants to say something to you. And Max just stood up and said, "Guys, we're going home." And, guys, they let out cheers, and they were so excited. <laughs> like, I, I honestly got emotional. Like, I hate to sound like that guy, but I did. I was like, that is 100% probably the best decision I made all year. I'm hearing that a lot, too, Coach, because of just the, the wear and tear. Like, because I'll remember, like, a lot of people, like, there's no students on campus. No one's going to your games. And I feel like that – is a is actual like a, a good recruiting tool? What you just that a good sign of how of, of how you handle that? Because I think most coaches would want the extra reps, they would want the practice time, and they would want the younger players to get more, you know, just coaching from them. Yeah, I, I agree. And as a coach, I wanted it, but then I had to think about this, right? So say I push these kids who literally after wins have sat in their rooms and haven't gone out and haven't done anything. And I did that for three more weeks. And then the game got canceled. Or even if we played in the game, and now all of a sudden it's December 28th and I send them home, then I have to bring them back, say, January 15th, and start this all again. These kids would be so worn out. And they're probably going to have to do this again when they get back, go through quarantine, go through all this craziness just to get spring ball and winter training. There's no way if I pushed them to the limit late December, told them, yeah, go home, miss Christmas, you can have New Year's, I come back to 15th and let's do this all again. I mean, I just didn't feel right about it. And I feel like, yeah, it, maybe some people think I made a bad decision, but I know this team and I just feel like it was the right one. We're talking to BC football coach uh, Jeff Halfley. You answered the question about the last year by saying, it can be better than what I thought when I came here. That's the problem with Boston College football. There's always been a perceived ceiling, Jeff, that they can only go so far and they can't go you know, to the to the upper limits. So you tell me, what's the biggest challenge right now that has held BC back, and where do you think you can alter that? Well, I don't know what the challenge was in the past, but we just took we just took on every ACC team that there is. Basically, we played number one and two in the country, and we hung with both of them. I mean, shoot, we were up on Clemson, and I still think if we did some things better, we could have found a way to win that game. So uh, I think the belief, and that might be the biggest thing, the confidence and the belief with these kids, not 
not everybody outside looking in, the confidence from these kids within that we can go toe-to-toe and play with every team we play. And, yeah, we didn't win enough games this year, and six wins is six wins, but I believe they believe they can win now. And I think that's part of it, and I think it's a huge first step. Now we got to go recruit, and we got to get some good players, and we got to get some more speed here. Um, but I think we're going to do that. And I do believe we can win here. Um, I really do. I'm confident. I'm even more excited, like I said. Hey, Coach, I, was, I wanted to ask you, because I know Belichick, he always talks about some of the rules in the NFL, and when he hates the pass interference, right? He wants it reviewable. He, I, think, I don't know if he prefer the college rule or not, where it's just 15 yards um, rather than a spot file. What rule, what, which would you like more, the NFL pass interference or the college rule? Oh, that's a good question. As a DB and a DB coach, I love the college one because I can, one, I can hit people all the way down the field, and then who are you kidding? If a deep ball is thrown in, I don't think I'm going to make the play. I'm going to finish so violent I could care less if it's pass interference or not. I would never get a ball caught on me. I mean, I'd be fouling down the field on every deep ball if I didn't think I could make the play. I think it's got to probably be somewhere halfway in between. Um, you know, to throw up like a 70-yard pass that you have no chance with and get some BS pass interference call. I mean, that I hated that on game day in the NFL. But at the same time, knowing that if I'm going to give up a deep ball, I can basically tackle somebody. I just think there's got to be something in between. I mean, what about OPI, right? Like, uh, OPI, even in the NFL, I mean, I'd be pushing off all day with underthrown balls, and the foul's not nearly as the same as if a defensive had pass interference. But you can clearly see I've been on some bad sides in the NFL of, of uh, defensive <laughs> pass interference calls. How about college game? Is there one rule that you hate in your uh, game? I don't know. That's, that's a good question. Um no, I don't think there's one particular rule. I, I think we got to work on the replay and the challenges and all that stuff, and maybe the targeting. I mean, I still don't even know how to coach it, guys. It's like every play is reviewable for targeting. It's You try to teach shoulder pad through the sternum. You try to teach strike zone, and it's just so hard for defense to play the game right now. So I almost wish it's like they look at it and they review it and say, is it a flagrant? Should he be thrown out of the game? Should he not be thrown out of the game? I mean, you lose a good player for, for the next game or a half of the next game, and it could crush you in college. You know who's in charge of, the, uh, of that targeting call? You know who really rules that call? Who, makes, who ultimately makes the decision? I don't know if you know this or not. Who's it? Uh, his, his name no, is Optics it? Man. His name is Optics Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he, if it looks really bad, Coach, like you're going to get a flag and your player's probably going to be suspended. If it doesn't look bad, then everyone will be fine. But <laughs> what I think is remarkable... Uh, the the biggest accomplishment I think that has happened in college football, and I don't even know if another team has actually done this, uh, that you didn't have any players on your team, uh, any members of the organization, testing positive for COVID nineteen. How in the hell did you pull that off? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Honest at to this God, point it's, it's remarkable. No, I, I know, and I appreciate you saying that, and it is, it's incredible. I mean, shoot, we got tested today, and. I'm still going to be nervous until I get my result and I get the team result because it never seems real. I just think, again, it goes back to what these players have done, and it leads to me saying they deserve to go home. I mean, guys, when I tell you these guys did everything we asked, and I mean everything, like imagine I told you in college after a game, a big win, don't go out, go back to your dorm room. I mean, who's really going to do that? I mean, (laughs) let's be honest with each other. These kids, like, these kids did that, and – that's why for me to keep them here for three more weeks with everything they gave me, I mean, they had to go home. They deserve to go home. So I just give credit to the kids for, for buying in and listening. And obviously I think our school's got great protocols. 
I think our doctor's do an awesome job. We're on top of stuff. Uh, but, man, these kids have had it hard, let me tell you. So I, I got one last I got one last question for you. Sorry, Glenn. Sorry, totally didn't see her. But I I was I want to read you um something, and I want you tell me if this is a guy that you would be interested in recruiting. Okay, here's this is the write up. Okay, you tell me if this are these the traits that you're looking for? Pesky, uh, loves contact, hard worker with a, a with an outright grasp of the game's fundamentals, <laughs> um, has extensive experience. Um, you know, playing the game, you know, lots of different positions he can play. Lots of different. He got good handles, uh, and he's a really good worker. What would you What would you say about a guy that has those uh, those skills? Would you want a guy like he that? Needs to call me. Yeah, tell him to call me tonight, and I'll send him a letter, and he can sign it Wednesday. <laughs> well, that Let's would go. be you know what, you know Lou Maloney's rookie card. That I just read you the back of Lou Maloney's <laughs> you're, you're rookie card. It. I'm like, because I played baseball. It was all oh, different oh, contact hitter. To- it still hitter. works. It still works. It's, it's fine. He gets the point. One pesky. One has a bad oh, you guys are awesome. Doesn't. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a pesky guy. Let me ask you this about scrappy. recruiting and the pandemic. How the hell do you do this? So the high school yeah. kids, many of them didn't play this year. They're gonna. Some of them might play a little bit later on. And then you can't really <laughs> do visits. So do you do everything with Zoom? And how do you know if a kid didn't play his last year in high school, whether the kids made improvements? Yeah, that's hard. I mean, here, here's the crazy thing, guys. I literally, I'm going to sign on Wednesday probably 24, 25 guys to a national letter of intent, and I probably met zero of them in person, maybe one or two. I mean, I, I have yet to have any of them come on campus. I mean, I, I've seen them through Zoom. I've seen what they look like through Zoom. Um, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, most of the kids that we had, you know, we offered based on their junior film, and a lot didn't play their senior film, so I'm hoping they got better and not worse. Um, <laughs> but those are, those, are, those are the chances we got to take. I mean, there's, there's nothing else we can do but evaluate what we have now. We've also, like, had some kids send us videos of them doing drills and all that stuff, but it's not real football. So it's going to be really interesting to see over the next few years how these classes pan out. Yeah, a lot of guessing involved in it, I guess. Hey, Jeff, it's always great talking to you. Have a uh, terrific offseason, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, guys, Merry Christmas. Have a great holidays, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Jeff, Jeff Halfley right there, the BC coach on the uh, Harbor One. Hot, hot. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.